0: Hey everyone, my name is Meredith. I am host of Guiding God's Daughters Get Real, Go Deep podcast. And I am coming to you. This is the second to last episode of this summer season. Um, We are going to come back. I'm still praying about whether that's the fall or January, but it's going to be mainly interviews and you'll learn more as I keep going. But um, today I want to talk to you about the conch shell and how a conch shell helped me and can help you hear God's voice. So this message is for those of you who always love kind of um, honing in on your um, your ears of listening for God's voice to remind you of his presence. And for those of you who are desperate to hear his voice, I talk to so many young people who can't hear his voice, who don't know how to hear his voice, who have these filters on how they grew up with him and how they, you know, he was up there, not down here. And they have this just distaste in their mouths for who they um, didn't feel like God was there for them. And I often have to kind of say, you gotta, he's so much bigger than that. You have to drop that and you you have to explore a relationship with him. So especially when you get into adulthood, life just gets heavier, busier, and more complicated. It just, you know, I know religion works for some people, just going every Sunday works, but that when I got to the place where he saved me, and I had to live a better life. I wanted to live a better life. I needed so much more than just a religion. I needed that relationship. So we're made for relationship. And the best thing you can do for your life is to listen for his voice and get into relationship with Jesus. So let's jump into the conch shell. So have you been on a beach and picked up a conch shell and Listen to the waves. So maybe New Jersey, maybe somewhere on the coast or in Florida. Um, I got this one and I have it written inside but forgot the date. Um, Avalon in Avalon, New Jersey. And it says walk with God because I was in early recovery. I was on a um, recovery retreat and I just took this long, slow walk on the beach um, because I really felt the Lord was whispering something. He wanted me to know something. And um, he he was starting to reveal that this was going to be more of a relationship than religion. And finding this conch shell really clinched that. So I'm trying to kind of listen for his voice and just praying. And um, and I find the conch shell. And it was like this physical demonstration of what he was trying to tell me that things are going to be different now. You are going to listen for my voice now. And that was a really significant moment because I had almost audibly heard it when I got saved but this time it's like I heard it again here's how you're going to hear me you it's now going to be about listening for my voice none of what you've known it's about listening for my voice and ironically he has me advocating for listening for his voice all over because it's so important so here's something we don't realize God's voice is all around us I'm going to talk more about that um on on the ambient noise in a minute, but it's all around us in so many ways, in nature, in music, in circumstances, in people in our lives, in mentors. It's why mentors are so, spiritual mentors that are walking with the Lord are so important. There's so many ways he speaks, and it's why it's so important for us to be in, in the word, studying it for ourselves with tangible, visible word in our hands. You know, it's great to have a Bible app, but when you can get that word in your hands, it's even better. So, and getting devotions if you don't know how to do it, listening to worship music, getting in a church community where you can be around other people that are following the Lord. These are all essential things that help you tune into His frequency. So, um, you know, it's funny. So, the ambient noise, that is apparently what the Webster's Dictionary says, um, when you ambient means, when you lit, it says existing or present on all sides encompassing. And that one really hit me because it was like, whoa, that's just like God's voice. It's all encompassing. It's everywhere. It's never not there. And I'm going to share, share a scripture with you, but it's not necessarily specifically about um, God's voice. It's it just for some reason it came to me. So Zephaniah 317, the Lord God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. When you repent, he will no longer rebuke you because he paid it all. He's going to rejoice over you with singing. He is a mighty warrior who saves. When he saves you, mighty warrior, he's with you. So The other thing is, um, I don't think you realize that when you come into a relationship with the Lord, he really wants you to ask him um, in your prayers for things. Um, Not the traditional way. I think a lot of us think that prayers are just, I want this, 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 this. No, if he is calling something into your life, I believe that he wants us to be bold in our asking. He literally just did it with me this week. I'm driving somewhere and I hear a song reflecting this. And I just turned the radio off, and I just no, actually I kept the music on, and I just shouted my prayer out loud. Uh, Matthew seven seven says, "Ask and it will be given to you; seek and you will find; knock and the door will be open to you." It's so important. Um, we can't just uh, expect that we're gonna if we can we'll sit around and he's gonna show up. No, we have to ask, seek and knock on that door. So this also makes me think of this passage that I know many of you who are in the word have read this, but, um, it was really, um, transforming for me for when I started to get in the word. I'd always heard this like in a Sunday, um, church, uh, homily um but not never really got my mind around it until the lord started using the word to wake me up and so it's john 10 and it's a parable about the good shepherd and before i do that i want to just talk brief mention briefly i kind of mentioned young people earlier and as i'm literally writing my last edit of this this uh study pops up relevant magazine which is kind of a christian magazine but they talk about pop culture and um, and they posted a recent study, which wasn't theirs. It might have been Pew. I can't remember. Um, about how religion is, uh, p- less people are signing, you know, less people are doing religion. No kidding. So it says... Decline in belief, especially among younger generations, those with no religion preference and those who seldom or never attend religious services. However, even among those who identify with a specific religion or attend services regularly, there was a decrease in belief over time. No kidding. This frustrates me because somebody is going to pick this up and go, oh, yay. Look, the church is declining. Nobody cares. No young people are into finding the Lord wrong. Young people are desperate for the Lord. They're desperate for a relationship with him. We need to stop looking at religion and realize they want relationship. They are created for a relationship. Seriously, stop focusing on the religious aspect and terrifying all the people who are so focused on it. Because all these older p- generations are going, "Oh, these kids aren't going to church." No, it's not about just going to church. These kids need to be saved, especially in this day and age. Whoa. So, it's all a mystery to me. Oh, Siri. That's funny. It's all a mystery to me. <laughs> anyway, let's jump into the word, which, to be honest, informs a relationship with Jesus. So, now what you may not know is this is, he is speaking, Jesus, this is a parable, that Jesus is speaking, it's the words in red, and Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees. The Pharisees were the super uber religious people who had, thought they had it all figured out and they didn't really believe Jesus was the son of God. So, That's pretty ironic, right? Hmm. So listen to this. So I'm going to go through it a little bit. So verse one through four, it says, very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Oh, he calls out his own sheep by name and leads them out. There's another scripture about he leaves the ninety nine for the one. It says when he has brought all out on his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they, they know his voice. Who is that? Jesus. Who are the sheep? Us. Those of us who walk through the gate as he calls us. Verse seven through 10. I'm gonna just, I'm not doing the whole thing. I'm just gonna jump around It says, therefore, Jesus said again, very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Hmm. So Jesus is the gate for us. I am the gate for the sheep. So verse 11 through 13, I am the good shepherd. It says it again. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he has a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Again, verses 14 through 18. What does it say? I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Keep saying it. He lays down his life for us. He makes the choice to do that. Just like we have the choice to follow him and hear his voice. And you've heard, it reminds me of John 14, 6. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, Jesus said. So many people think, oh, I can go to the Father any way I want. No, you go through Jesus. We need to hear his voice. He is our shepherd. In these times, there are so many frauds and people directing people to outright, no joke, devil, satanic worship. This parable demonstrates the difference in the very first verse. Let me mention, very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is what? A thief and a robber. Hmm. Matthew 24, 5 says, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. It's a crazy world we're living in. We haven't seen the somebody say they're the Messiah, but we are seeing some crazy stuff. He also says it in verse eight, it says, all who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them because they don't know how to listen to them. It's not about, they only hear his voice. Everything you hearing out there that can give you quote unquote peace isn't going to give you that. Everything that seems Jesus-like because it's full of quote unquote love isn't Jesus. We need Jesus. He is the only way. It is only Jesus that can give us the peace that surpasses all understanding. Look at Psalm 23, verses 1 through 3. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. There is nothing on this earth that can give us what Jesus can. And John 10 literally reveals to us what happens if we walk through that gate and listen for his voice. What do we do? We hear his voice. My sheep know me. And that Psalm 23 is the result of what you get when you intentionally listen for his voice by reading the word and making the choice to follow him. So if you want to hear God's voice, like I started to in that conch shell, or even before that, you're going to have to listen to it. You have to intentionally, you have to ask, Lord, help me to hear your voice. How can I hear your voice? Can you please reveal it to me? It's it's not hard, It's not easy, but it's also not hard because you, once you ask him and intentionally listen for him and pick up the word, he is going to reveal it to you. So, that was a pretty quick message, but it's pretty direct. Um, I suggest that you go back and read John ten for your own eye with your own eyes. Um, and I'm just gonna pray a prayer, Lord. Heavenly Father, I pray for every single person listening to this that is unable, that hasn't been able to hear your voice. I just pray that they hear it. I pray that they ask for it, that they ask for you to come in and they invite you into their hearts. And I just pray that you open up that door, that you just start speaking to them in whatever ways that they need to hear you. Um, Lord, we know you're good. We know that you want You want to reveal yourself to all of us, Lord. So I just pray that whoever hears this um, is going to see that because they're seeking you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So closing one more week left of this season of Guiding God's Daughters. Um, So make sure you stay tuned. Follow me on social at Get Real with Meredith. Watch more podcasts on YouTube and listen on Spotify and Apple. Those are both Guiding God's Daughters. Get Real. Go deep. Um, now after this is done, like I said, I'm not done, um, but we are going to be shifting into some mentoring groups, one for, um, more mature believers, one for younger women who want to seek the Lord. I am working on making that available to you. For September for the fall, um, and I'm pretty excited about it because I know there's a there's there's a need for it. I believe in the kingdom. I believe the Lord really wants to see spiritual mothers rising up and he really wants to see to offer their hearts and their stories to the next generation so they can be saved. and I really believe that he wants all women, especially young women, who are being shown so many fake things to see that he is the real savior to see that he learn how they are his daughter but um you know it's really this is like a kingdom movement for mentoring, and I am not the only one doing, which I love it because it's happening everywhere, um, and it's just evidence that he's working, and this is what he wants. So I'm following through. I am um, just seeking his will in it. So I would just ask that you pray. If you're a regular listener, I would ask that you pray um, that he continues to guide and um, shepherd Me and all the others, or not the all the others, but the people that are helping um, make this happen in his kingdom. So um, I will see you guys next week for the last one of the season. That's it. Um, And I will. uh, Oh, one more thing. (laughs) This took forever to do, because guess what? We have a new puppy and I will post it. Um, And her name is Maggie. Um, And she's really loud and not. So I had to try to put her in a fence moved her, tried to put in her kennel, had to move her outside. So I know usually when it takes this much, the enemy, and then I'm doing it on the last day I can do it. It's like all these things the enemy has been trying to do to keep this message from getting out, um, usually reveals to me that God has this, th- this is an important message. So, um, I, I, uh, I just pray whoever gets this, hears it and, um, takes action on it. All right. Have a great one. Bye.